This is Peter. And this is Tom. And you're listening to History Teachers Talking Podcasts. All right, this is Peter Zablocki and Thomas Reska, and welcome back to the podcast. Tommy, Hello. Yes. what are we doing today? Today, basically, we're going to um, look into the, I guess, easier to say, is the lesser known hey. superheroes from around the world. So even though since the 1940s, the United States has pretty much dominated the market when it comes to, you know, superpowers and superpowered individuals running around in their underwear and stuff like that. We were kind of wondering, you know, what else is out there? So we're going to look at some of these international superheroes. And um, more than just like the ethnic additions that you see to like DC and Marvel teams, where I guess we can talk about some of those that just happen to be from another country. These are countries that um, a lot of countries across the globe have actually have their own takes on what makes a hero super. So there's different different thought processes there, right? Yeah. And there's a lot of diversity. And especially we, we found a lot. There's a lot out there. So we're just kind of, you know, check out these different global superheroes that are Pretty different than the homegrown ones you see here in the United States. Some are rip, some are definitely ripoffs. I would guess you can say like Captain Canuck is a ripoff of Captain America. Like that's pretty much what it is, right? Yeah, but he's cooler. He's got a cooler name, Captain Canuck. Yeah, but and he looks cool. If you guys Google it, pretty cool. He's got a maple leaf on his forehead, doesn't he? He does. It's awesome. God. (laughs) Anyway, so yes, Tom, we are talking about superheroes from around the world. So. We're going to kind of get away from the whole... I mean, we are going to talk about Batman and a lot of these other things because there's... Well, there's ethnic versions of those characters. There's also there's I mean. a lot of um, ones we can talk about too where different versions where what would it be if this if Superman grew up in Russia? That's a famous one, right? Superman Red Song. Yeah. Look at that. There's also tr- Superman True Brit when he grew up in Great Britain. There's a lot of different versions of... There's one where he like, grows up in Germany and becomes a Nazi and helps Hitler conquer the world. Well, that's... Yeah, that's Overman. Yeah. Yeah, and then he comes back because he leaves Earth, and then he like comes back and realizes, oh my gosh, Holocaust happened, and he's like, well, it oh, usually winds up, it usually winds up ending that it's still like the character itself. If it's an Elseworld, they usually wind up ending that the character is still like the core character somewhere. But some of the ones we're talking about today are ones that are very, very different. Very, All right, so let's let's different. get going. Let's let's talk about some of these superheroes. Uh, you pick one first, and then I'll pick some, and then well, we'll just talk, gonna, and then I, I'm going to start. All right, so I, I was going to start with Poland. Poland has Biały Oże, which literally translates to like White Eagle, which is kind of like a Polish, you know, national bird and symbol. But it's a Polish superhero uh, that's basically like Captain America or Iron Man. That's what we're going to notice. A lot of these are are very much like that. Yeah, the statuses of that kind, like a symbol of that country. This Polish, but I saw he's a, a retired businessman, CEO. His name is Alex Poniatowski, um, and he like falls out of the window from the fifteenth floor, and then goes into a coma. And then like three years later, his father, some scientist, basically turns him into like the superhero. And now he like you know hunts corporations and mafia bosses, and it's more of like corrupt politicians. Like there's no really big monsters here. He's more, more, like- more of a, a street street level um, superhero. The other yeah, one so I really this like another, this is another Polish superhero. You're trying well, to well, no, but the other one the I kind of really like. Huh? Well, I'm I'm close. Um, Black Lightning from Russia. Did you see this one? This is oh, a movie. Other, yeah, yeah. Russia has some interesting ones. They do, and I'm thinking we're gonna come up with different ones. But this one, in particular one, because Russia also has the Guardians. Did you see that, like X Men. Like there's oh, a bear guy. Well, well, that came out. Well, the, what the Guardians is, and yeah, I was going to bring it up, but I guess we might as well just uh, yeah go, go to it now. It. But the Guardian is that came out shortly, I think after. Yeah, it came out after the Avengers movie came out. And it was kind of like the Russian studios version of um, 
came out in February of 2017. It was like their version of like the Avengers. And it was these different characters. It was Lear, Ursus, Khan, and Exena. And they were basically, um, each one was a different version of, um, they were different, each had different powers, right? And they were all supposed to um, have different strengths. And it was supposed to be, cle- like, each one was supposed to re- represent a different nationality of the former USSR. They were all Cold War era, like, superheroes. Like, one had, like, electric powers. One could do, like, shields. One was like, kind of a robot. And the most famous was, like, the bear guy. He could, like, turn into a bear or turn into, like, a bear-human hybrid. He has, like, a big, like, machine gun, like a Gatling gun and stuff like that. And it was called the Guardians. And it was basically part of their um, – it was basically – if you go to YouTube and type in Russian Avengers, that's what pops up. Um, and it's a pretty interesting-looking trailer. I don't think the movie did particularly well. I'm not sure. Um, but from what I saw, but that's basically what it is. They're like these Cold War-era heroes, and they're fighting some other Cold War-era guy. And okay. Yeah, but it's, it's their version of the Avengers. And I don't know. It's an interesting little take, I guess. All right. So – Basically, if we look at the Black Lightning Russian uh, superhero, it, it, it's basically like Peter Parker combined with Kit from um, what do you call it? Uh, oh Night Rider. Night Rider, literally, yeah. So this so here, this guy's like, yeah. So the hero's name is Dima. I didn't see this guy. He's a university student. He lives in Moscow, right? And his father gives him this modified Volga car from 1966 for his birthday. And apparently the car turns out to be a piece of like old Soviet Union black technology. Um, and it's like outfitted with rocket boosters and the ability to fly and all these other things. So Dima uses this car at first to kind of like escape gridlock and whatever and deliver things for as a delivery boy. But then eventually he be- starts using his car to help people in need. So he like flies in his car. It's literally kit with Peter Parker called black lightning. It's a Russian movie and I'm pretty sure on Amazon prime it, it's there. I'm going to be watching that because I'm curious. There's going to be subtitles. Or are you going to try to I'm pretty sure. It? No, I'm pretty sure it's subtitled. I mean, I don't all right. So what, what else we got yeah. here? Well, there's a whole bunch out there. So I saw this one. I thought it was kind of interesting. It kind of combines kind of like, um, British hero or British like folk legend with um and it was from it's from Canada and his name is Rocket Robin Hood. Okay. And it was actually it was a comic book and a TV show in Canada in the nineteen sixties. Nineteen sixty six, January sixty six it it came out. And it's basically Robin Hood if in the year three thousand, where he fights the evil forces of Not, right? Get like Nottingham. And they basically uh they has his base on a Sherwood asteroid. And Rocket Robin Hood fights them with his um, electro quarterstaff and assortment of gadget arrows. And he is the most agile and greatest archer in the universe, according to the Rocket Robin Hood page. Um, so he is actually a direct ancestor and the great, great, great times 100 grandson of the original Robin Hood. That's what they talk about in the series. Mm. And he's a, and there's a whole bunch of information on it. But it, was a, it actually ran for um, almost 60 episodes. Okay. Okay. So it's a big time Canadian television show, Rocket Robin Hood. So yeah, there you go. Kind of a mixture of a couple there. That's interesting. Well, the, I mean, and obviously you mentioned Captain Canuck a little bit early on, but it launched in 1975, and Captain Canuck is Canada's first uh, successful post-war superhero, and that's Tom Evans. He's a su- he's like a secret agent, and he gains these powers from an encounter with aliens. But then what becomes really interesting is that he kind of becomes like a street level hero, even though he got his power from aliens. Captain Canuck is basically fighting evil corporations, like economic terrorists. Uh, there was really no godlike monsters. <laughs> like what? You mean like a bad guy? I yeah. I can't think. I was thinking like, of like a bad guy, but like Galactus. Basi- sure. I don't even know what that is. So perfect. You don't know, you don't know Galactus? 
The no, planet I don't know eater? No. Is it no, giant eater? No. Man, you got why do you, why did you pick this topic if you don't even know what glass is? Because it's is? your topic. All right. We got this. Oh, another one since we're already <laughs> talking about Canada. This is actually predates Wonder Woman. Did you see this? Yes, it was um Nelvana of the Northern Nelvana, Lights. Yeah. Um, she, she was the first like successful. Like, she was the first female superhero, so basically. Yeah, yep. and it, it only predates Wonder Woman by a few months, apparently. But she, it was a Canadian uh, national superhero, debuted in 1941. Her powers included invisibility. He, she travels at a speed of light. She also fought against Axis powers and like Nazis during World War II, and became a secret agent. Well, a lot of them. It's the same thing. You see a lot of them coming out. You know. They come out after World War II, where it's a lot more that nationality and that like pride in these countries. So they come out with heroes to kind of instill that patriotism more or less in their populace. And also with the kids, obviously. But a lot of you get some of these other ones that we'll look at. They're not really – some of the characters themselves are not necessarily geared towards children, which is no. what it is you see more in the United States. That, well, this one, the because you see that Quezzi is from a South Africa. I hope I pronounced it right, Quezzi. So it's apparently it's like this 19-year-old kid. When Quezzi – Vinzulu dialect uh, basically means star. Um, and this is about this 19-year-old kid, Quezzi, who's obsessed with social media. And basically one day he like discovers he has his power of flight, endurance, and super strength. Uh, and he becomes, you know, the superhero. He stops all different bank robbers and whatnot in Metropolis, kind of meets Johannesburg, home city. This is taking place in South Africa. But his main objective is like to wow his followers on Twitter. Apparently he's like a Twitter-obsessed superhero. Yeah, so he doesn't really necessarily want to be a superhero. He'd be, he'd kind of prefer to, yeah, like have those followers. I did see that. They, to take his original, it's kind of like what Spider Man is. Like, Spider Man at first doesn't want to be a superhero, right? Like, yep. we all know that. Then he kind of like realizes, right, with great power comes great responsibility. You hear that over and over again. You're probably going to hear it, you know, in that new Spider Man movie times like third times yep. three because they're going to have three Spider Man in it. Okay. But, um, yep. I should be a superhero, so I'm going to be a superhero, and then he becomes one. But this, he, uh, the, what, Quezzi, right? you said what his name was? Yep. Quezzi. He, he's more of like, uh, I'll do this, but I'll, as long as there's like cameras rolling. So he's more vain. I guess if you follow superheroes, he might be kind of like a booster gold type. That's what I would kind yep. of compare him to. Like four people will know who I'm talking about there. But uh, Yeah, I, was, I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> since, all right, so let's stick with Africa here. Um, Nigeria, Guardian Prime. This one popped up a lot for me. I've heard of that one before. I didn't see yeah. it, but that one sounds really familiar. Guardian so Prime. Guardian Prime is apparently Nigeria's answer to Superman. And there's a whole like Nigeria's comic Republic universe. And there's a lot of different like Earth Guardians in there. It's very similar to um, Justice, Justice League. League. Yeah. And he's like the leader, right? The guy's name is Tundi. And he's a fashion designer, apparently. But he was selected by Earth Spirit, Gaia, to be the newest incarnation of this Guardian. And as Guardian Prime... He basically possesses like your typical stock of superpowers, right? So he has flight, invincibility, strength, speed, uh, generates fire. Um, ultimately, he is Superman, like the Nigerian version of it. His crew, as opposed to Justice League, they're known as the Vanguards. And the whole premise is that they fight evil. And this is, again, they're fighting bad guys that are on a scale of like what Superman's fighting. So there's some, some aliens in here. This isn't just like, hey, I'm fighting some bad guys. And Nigeria also has a, another superhero. It's Exo. I don't know if you saw this one. Also from Nigeria. Basically, there's this fictional lagoon, lagoon city sometime in like the near future. And Exo is by this young man and his father's some brilliant inventor and bestows upon him this like powerful suit of armor called Exo. I mean, if you really look at this comic book and this superhero, it has Iron Man written all over it. I mean, it, it, it's a guy in the suit 
that has special it's superpowers. Like an Iron Man character. Yeah, I mean, well, there's a lot of those too. Just in uh, yeah. American comics, like it's not unique to just Iron Man having like a suit of armor or a robot suit or something like that that like helps you get things done. But the EXO idea, like the EXO suit, you see that in a lot of comics too. Um, in Japan, in particular, yeah, well, Japan probably the most famous one or one of the most famous ones. I'm sure a lot of people will talk about and uh, would be Goku. I'm sure you've heard of him slightly, right? Slightly. From um, Dragon Ball Z. But he's, he is also – it's two things. He's based on um, like the Monkey King legend in Japan, the monkey. But he's also – when they kind of retelling through Dragon Ball Z, he become, it's also kind of a Superman tale too where they find out that he's, he's not – he has a hair on his tail. Why does he have his tail all this stuff? And it's revealed later on. Um, that it's because he's from another planet and he was like sent to Earth when he was a baby to save him and his planet wanted to be destroyed. And the whole point is he has all these powers and abilities, but he gets him through like training. It's kind of like, you see that a lot of the Japanese manga, a lot of the Japanese comics. It's basically, you know, if you train, if you play hard, you know, you know it's all about pushing yourself to the limit and then going like beyond those limits. And that's basically what Goku and the characters that he ha- that he that he basically, you know, fights with and fights against is like he's always you know striving to get stronger he thinks he's the strongest and then here comes some other bad guy that he has to like battle and then keeps on going they recently brought the um i think the comics back but uh, they caught a new one dragon ball super and they kind of uh going here it's the same thing it's just you know let's keep on fighting we'll fight someone new reaching these levels of power just you know hard hard work and training and all this other stuff uh but yeah and he's but again he's kind of that superman um, idea is he's an alien from another planet, and he but he learns these values from Earth and things of that mm-hmm. nature. And he came here as a little kid. And it's just okay. an interesting show, but he's definitely like a well-known. I guess you could call him a superhero. He doesn't go around. He does save the planet, so I guess that makes him a superhero, right? Yeah, right. I would say well, so. We probably should. Yeah, I mean, you're a superhero. Yeah, I would. I would assume so. So I don't know how much this is going to be. I mean, this considered superhero, but in France, did you see that miraculous ladybug? I know of the show somewhat. I remember seeing it on TV. Yeah, but Ladybug and Cat Noir, right? That's what it is. Yep. And I apparently, it started, it, started, it started in South Korea. That's Did what it? I saw about it. Oh, uh, it was so originally yeah. a South Korean show, but then it'd be oh, like in Korean, but now it's like France. And in this, it's it's um the main character is a female. Yep. 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 And they get their powers from like a um, it's like a like a accessory or like a amulet or something. Yeah. And, well, apparently, yeah, and they could create objects from thin air that's kind of the whole premise um and they they protect paris from this mysterious hawk moth um who's like this mysterious sorcerer who preys on people's weaknesses um bad guy yeah bad guy interesting from that perspective and then another thing that i found interesting this was like a cool story the cyber six did you see that one from argentina I've heard of Cyber Six before, yeah. This is kind of cool. So it's about a genetically engineered vampire that's created by a Nazi super scientist, right, that lives in Argentina, which is probable, not probable, but you know what I mean, Argentina, Nazis. Um, And it's this generic engineer vampire. She's like the last in the line of humanoids of this mad scientist. And then they started exhibiting free will, which caused all the scientists to destroy all of them. Well, Cyber Six escapes, obviously, and begins living this double life. But this is where it gets interesting. By night, she stalks basically the rooftops of Argentina looking for this Nazi super scientist servants, right? As this like Cape Crusader. And but during the day, she masquerades as a male high school teacher, which I thought was really cool and like That's interesting. a good secret identity. Yeah. Right? <laughs> um and they said that the concept is awesome. Uh, they actually tried to make it um, 
into a television series, but apparently the, the graphic novels and the comic books are very like have a lot of mature elements. It didn't really translate well for the TV series, so it didn't really go over that well. But I thought it was kind of cool and kind of sticking with the whole female thing. Did you see Pakistan has a um, superhero called the Burka Avenger? Yes, that was cool. Actually, yeah, we're just trying again take things that are people are seeing every day and turn it into an actual character. I mean, it's it's a smart move and everything. Makes sense. Uh, You want you want you want characters that people can identify with. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey, and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics, and in turn, make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. That's cool. So th- th- that sort of, that sort of idea, it, it makes sense to do things, uh, something like that. Yeah. So, uh, sticking with Argentina, I found an interesting one, Argentina. I thought it was also kind of like dark in a way that kind of you're talking about with the other one. They were called Los, Los Universales. And it was a series of a whole bunch of different um, individuals, fantasy, hunter, vanguard, titan, titana, Atlanta, all these different uh, individuals. And um, it was, came out on something called Portal Comics. And the idea was basically that the Earth at this point was a unified, united, unified Earth government. And there's a bunch of like aliens attacking. So basically the, the, the Earth government goes out, kidnaps a whole bunch of people, brainwashes them, does the experimental process, gives them superpowers. Um, and the whole time they're battling these terrorists. They battle rebels who go against the government. Basically, the whole time, the government's just waiting on when to destroy them. Like they have all these weapons specifically designed to destroy them all. And they find out they've all been sterilized to make sure they don't produce offspring that will then one day like take over the world. So it's kind of like dark with that in, 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 in that kind of way. And um, uh, Suprema, which was their leader, winds up like leaving and becomes like the big arch villain of the group. Where after he finds out like how like the government like you know basically ruined his life because he had like a family before that, so it's kind of like dark. It takes you know you think it's one thing and it takes a total one eighty. I'm kind of curious if any of these things are translated into English. Yeah, I mean, it'll be cool. Yeah, it'd be if interesting they were. to like yeah see some of them and yeah like just get an, an idea. The Burke Avenger one for Pakistan. Just going back to that real quick is also super awesome. The main character is actually a teacher, right? Gia is a teacher of an old girls' school. Um, and she spends her entire time like taking on these like terrible bureaucrats that are trying to shut down her school. So at night she's kind of like a like this ninja character, um, and part of her well obviously the burka allows her to keep her identity a secret. Safe, but it, yeah. it's also interesting because like she attacks her enemies with books and pens. Like that's part of her flying style. Like she continuously takes out these books and pens and throws them at people. Um, and it talks trying to highlight like the importance of education in society in Pakistan. Which I think is kind of really cool. It's it's made into an animated TV show for kids as well. I did. Yeah, that's probably where I heard of that. I've definitely heard of that one before. Where else you want to go? Let's go to someone in um, Europe. Who'd you find for like Europe? 
Belgium has Tintin, which isn't really considered by a superhero per se, but and Steven Spielberg made it more popular when he came out with the Tintin movie. I remember Tintin, yeah. Ten years ago. It was, but a, it was a cartoon too, it wasn't like a normal cartoon. It was cartoon, for like years. Comic yeah. strip or something here. It's kinda of like a young Indiana Jones thing going and although not a superhero by traditional standards. Um, he's got his lovable dog Snowy, and he goes around the world with all these adventures and stuff. And this uh, this comic book series was, as you said, turned into a, a mini series, cartoon series, but also translated into dozens of languages. I mean, it's like slapstick humor, intelligent social commentary. Um, again, it's kind of dated if you think about it, because it portrays non Europeans in kind of a very old school manner when you look at some of the early ones, but. I think it's it's because of how relevant he was as a comic book uh, character over so many years. I think that kind of elevates him to like super category, even though I wouldn't say he's a superhero per se. Um, and then Britain has, again, not really a superhero because I would say it's more like Punisher. But I'm sure um, Judge, Judge Dredd. Judge Dredd. Yeah. I mean, Judge Dredd, which has there's two movies made in Judge Dredd. One was with Sylvester Stallone. Uh, the other one's actually really good, but he's just like noteworthy mass crime fighter, right? And um, what, what I found really interesting about Judge Dredd, so he's this lawman. He works in dystopian metropolis, Mega City One. Um, he's one of the city's judges, and he has basically the authority to do everything, arrest, sentence, and execute all in one shot if he wants to, which is usually done in public, right? So he's like England's version of the Punisher, as opposed to working on the outside of the law. He's like the law. That's the big thing he keeps on saying. I am the law. Now, what I found really interesting with this is like that a, he's like part of a whole bunch of judges, isn't it? Like they're like, yes, and he's just he happens to be one of them. Yeah. Did you ever see any of the movies? I remember seeing parts of the um, Sylvester Stallone. Stallone one. Yeah, but I don't think uh, I ever saw the new one. Which I heard was so good. good. Yeah, but like yeah, it didn't catch on. Yep. We're going to see a lot of these characters, they try to bring them mainstream United States and very, they don't really catch on because they're not characters that people are like, well, say, oh, that's just like the Punisher, like you said. Yeah. You know, that I got been there, done that type of thing. Yeah. Uh, Judge Dredd was really cool, though, is that he actually ages in real time. So they knew comic books. He's in his 70s in his real comic books. Yeah. Like they're aging him as they keep on writing new books. Which it doesn't really happen. Awesome. Remember, we did read that one comic. like um, oh, The Spider-Man one. Know, that was the awesome. Spider-Man one. It was Spider-Man through the decades. And they showed kind yeah. of his like he, has, he aged through the decades, right, from the 60s on. That was, I like, got to reread yeah. those. I really like a couple of A couple of times they'll, they'll let characters age, but um, very few. Like obviously yeah. you had um, Dick Grayson grows up. You have him, but like very few actually age like accordingly because, you know. People, people like them. People want yeah. their characters. They don't, they don't want to see them as 80-year-old men or women. Okay, so yeah, so Judge Dredd from England I thought was was kind of cool. Well, I was going to go to another continent. Go for it. Stick with Europe. So I, I saw one, um, a couple from Australia, and the one that caught my eye for a number of reasons was this individual known as The Rock. So huh. it's not Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. Okay, it's not that rock. He It's basically a uh, human mutant. He's part of a... Um, comic known as night night side and the rock and basically these two they're superheroes and they're also like boyfriend and girlfriend and um he's pretty much like indestructible as long um he can move through the ground create create new bodies wherever he emerges as long as um we replace the other one as long as he is um near near the planet he can't die he's ages he's immortal he's billions of years old he's been around for like everything it's more of like an adult comic as far as like dealing with more mature themes and stuff like that He's been around for so long. It's just like, what else am I going to do? That type of type of thing. So I thought it was kind of an interesting um, take take on take on things. And basically, as long as the Earth is around, he he he's around. That's like that's what he can do, hmm. and he can be anywhere at any time. 
that's an interesting. That's cool. Power set. So Came out kinda, in the 80s. Right. So kind of with this, uh, kind of like Tintin, this is not necessarily a superhero, but it is considered a very popular comic book series in Spain. And I actually read this comic book series. I love it. It is Black Sad. It was also turned into a video game, which I played. That's like that's the um, cat, right? Yeah, it's a cat. Basically, it's like a noir style private investigator. Wasn't and... it by the same guy who wrote um, or similar style to what's that? Mouse. Yeah, Mouse. yeah, Mouse. yeah. Mouse. yeah it's yeah, the same yeah. thing, right? Yep. So essentially, the premise is he's a cat, he's a detective, and it's like 1950s America, and every character is some form of an animal that reflects their personality, which is really cool. Um, and the video game was actually kind of neat. I really enjoyed playing that on my Switch, and um the graphic novels were cool so i subscribe to comiXology now and it which is like five dollars a month and it's definitely worth it you get a lot i mean you get new releases which you could buy but you also get to read a lot of the old back issues of things for free which is awesome the back so, issues yeah those are always fun so looking at like the back, back issues and stuff like that. i actually went into a comic book shop this weekend for the first time since everything i just happened to be in the neighborhood I was like, oh let me just stop in here they actually were having like a big sale and all these like older older you know which issues and stuff like that. Oh, um, Zap. Oh, you got that's your that's your store since you were a kid. Well, I used to always go, I used to always go there. Yeah, but they was actually um, I haven't been there in a long time. But I went in there and they had a whole bunch of uh, you know everything was on sale. I was like, oh, let me look at a couple of different things. They were able to pick up a couple of, like you know older comics and stuff like that a lot of Silver Age and stuff like that. At this point, I just buy them for like the covers. Yeah. But, uh, if I if I like it and stuff, but um, pretty interesting but yeah and they had like a ones um like you said you'd like remind you of like oh yeah a long time ago but some of the ones there they had with some of these like international ones that we were i've been looking up and we were looking at some of these they had some of those issues there so hmm, that's cool it was interesting so i kind of want to touch upon i don't know if you have any other international ones but i kind of want to touch upon rather like well, the international there, yeah. yeah but i want to touch upon the some of like yeah. the international incarnations of popular superheroes and we alluded to that a little bit at the beginning yeah because you have the, the variants, popular, the basic, yeah, the variants, exactly. Basically. And you have the popular American superheroes that just kind of have their own different takes, depending on like what country. Like the, if these are actually written in English for American audiences as well, but they take these in superheroes and they kind of put them in different international incarnations. And like, as we mentioned before, the most infamous one um, is Red Sun. So what if Superman? Which is a, yeah. In they basically Union. lands a few hours later, so he lands in the Ukraine instead of. Uh, Kansas, the Smallville, and he's raised during the Soviet Union, and it kind of tells. I think they also made an animated movie about it, but they kind of change it from the story. All the other ones are there. There's a Batman, Wonder Woman's there. There's Green Lantern is there. Like all the other heroes and Lex Luthor's there. Like they're all there, you know. Yeah. And they kind of like are Lois Lane, and also major characters too. JFK's in there, Marilyn Monroe. Like all these characters are all like in uh, in this thing. But again, he's still the main character. He has these Soviet ideals. Right, the idea of communism, and so the S he has a hammer and sickle that he's wearing, but yeah. he's you know he's still Superman, but he's a Soviet Superman. How's that going to change the character? You know, it's it's interesting take on really one of America's greatest icons, right? And yeah. Superman, and they made Shogun of Steel too. The same. Was Shogun thing, of so. Steel? I saw that he lands yeah. in uh, in Japan. Yeah, so they made a whole bunch of them. That's kind of cool. I didn't see that. Then they were, they had like Batman Leatherwing. Did you see that one? He's a That's pirate. He's, he's like a, a British he's pirate, like a pirate in pirate. 17th century. I thought yeah, there's cool. a lot of them like that. Yeah. And then and this I didn't just... know, but did you know Spider-Man in 1970s oh, yes. was turned into a yes. manga um, character? It, well, I wasn't. It was also a Japanese cartoon um, live action show. That and it was. It was. It was. Yeah. It was um, basically this whole spe- special on, on uh, Disney Plus. But I remember. I remember seeing parts of it when I was a kid. I think my cousin had like the tape. 
you know, and stuff like that. Wow, Spider Man! You know, it, you look, you watch it now; it does not compare to this. You know, oh, no. the Spider Man, yeah. the CGI, really just a guy, um, you know, in a suit, and then he's like climbing up buildings, and they make it look like he's climbing up buildings and stuff like that, and he's swinging on like ropes, whatever. But they um, changed but it for the Japanese. You see that he was not, he was not Peter Parker. He wasn't Peter Parker. Yukimori, his name was Yukimori. He didn't get his powers from being bit by a spider. He got his powers from um, like a, a spider demon gave him powers to avenge the death of his father. And he would have to do this kind of like this like interesting kind of like dance almost um, to almost like morph like in Power Rangers. And he would become hmm. Spider-Man and then he would go and like uh, you know fight these corporations and stuff like that and these other bad guys. And it ends when he actually kills a guy who killed his father. That's when the series ends. He's like, I've avenged my father's blood. And now, uh, you know, whatever. And he actually can call forth a, a giant robot that transforms into a spaceship. And oh. that was kind of the precursor. You see, that gave the idea for like the Power Rangers that they call their big robots. So that's, that's basically what it was. So it was a very different Spider-Man than what we're used to. He looked like Spider-Man, but it was not Spider-Man according to, you know, the U.S. standards. Um, oh. It's always that's interesting. Cool. But it's out that you can watch it. You can see it. The Japanese Spider-Man show. Was, I'm kind of curious. Very popular at the time, too. Well, that's kind of what also led to, I mean, granted, this is 30 years later, but the 2005 Spider-Man India, did you see that? There was an Indian version of Spider-Man. Yeah, I've never seen it. Very similar, slight variations to make it different culturally, but but still very, very similar. Do uh, you have any other variations besides like the Nazi um, Superman we talked about earlier? Yeah, that. You, know, you have um, the Peggy Carter Captain America is one that's out there. Obviously, so if you watch in What If, you had the Captain Carter but in other ones there actually was when um, Steve Rogers, you know, dies and then she becomes Captain America instead. So that they have, you have that one out there. This is, oh, that's cool. That exists. Yeah. I mean, it's, like I said, there's Superman um, True Brit, which uh, is basically he, he, he Superman grows up in Great Britain instead of uh, the United States. And that kind of changes a lot of things. More, it's kind of more of like a um, tongue-in-cheek, like comedy type of thing. So he's Colin Clark. And he's, you know, uh, what he does, like, is doesn't make his parents, like, proud. So whatever he calls attention to himself, you know, that's, you know, what would the neighbors think and stuff like that. So it's kind of like a mock of, like, the um, tabloids and stuff in Great Britain. Hmm. But so, it's out there. Did you see this, that researchers in the UK basically looked at monthly Google search volume data to find out which superhero dominates search engines activity in basically the countries around the world. This was awesome. Like they, they I guess it depends on the country. Stuff. Yeah, exactly. Depends but depends on what's coming out too. I would think movie wise or stuff But this like is that, what's right? crazy. Like we named all these different international superheroes, right? When you look at Google searches, this is a study that was conducted last year. Literally the superheroes that dominate Google searches overall nations are American superheroes. Well yeah, because they're the most well known just because Amer you know, that's what America is, but also like our pop culture is, is everywhere nuts you know it, it's, it's everywhere you're gonna have some of that back and forth like obviously you know so japan has all their anime gets popular here and stuff like that but how often are you gonna and the internet changes things too how often are you gonna know about like canadian superheroes and stuff like that you know it's just it's just that's why the ones that people see are, are individuals like you know like shang chi like they're gonna be like asian heroes but they're, they're from the, the big two dc or marvel yeah you know, and they've been around for a while. He was around since the seventies. Um, the, the movie recently came out, obviously, but like he's been around for a long time. And you have different characters now in like um, like characters from our, um, Afghanistan, characters from 
um, Africa and stuff like and that. Pakistan, in, yeah. In, in Kenya, in, in like the Avengers, in the yeah. in the X Men and stuff like that, in the Justice League, but they're but they're we're not like um, inspired necessarily, you know, from yeah. from from those countries. They're not created from those countries. They're not that country superhero. They're just characters from that country in Marvel Comics, in DC Comics. So it's stuff like that. Like for a while, the Hulk was uh, Asian, right? Artemis mm-hmm. Chow took over as a Hulk for a long period of time. He, he was an awesome Hulk for a while. Yeah, I mean, you, so you have these sorts of things. You're seeing it now in the new Marvel show, um, the new TV show, what's it, uh, from Pakistan, Miss Marvel, yep. Kamala Khan. So you're having, you're having these like individuals from these countries. but That's kind of cool. Yeah. By the way, you said Hulk. Hulk is the number one superhero in Brazil. Based on this, like actual research really? study, also yeah. the 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 superhero that wins supreme, right? Fifty seven countries, uh, by far, um, Google and are more int- most interested in Spider Man. Uh, number two and three switch over to DC because the second one is Wonder Woman, but like with fifteen countries. And then Batman with 11 countries. And then it goes to Iron Man with 10 countries, Superman with six countries. And what's interesting is like, you look, think of Captain America. Like for us, Captain America is like, it's Captain America, right? Everyone knows Captain America. But he comes in first in basically um, like three places. And one of them is Australia. One is Germany. He doesn't even come first in the United States. Actually, he does not in the United States. Sorry. It's Canada, Australia, and Germany. He's not even the most searched character in, in the United States. Spider-Man is. All around the world, you have these different types of you know ideas of what makes a hero. And again, it's just like some of them are the flashy costumes and the powers. Other ones are being the more these street-level guys. You know, it's like some of this this dark twist on things. And, you know, it's just interesting because I think it gives you a real look into the, into the cultures of these countries. You know, and what they consider a hero to be or just, you know, their take on it. You know, they don't want to do exactly what the U.S. has done. So this is their take on U.S. heroes a lot of times. And it's interesting. It's just something to see, and, you know, to also see American influence around the world and how um, other countries are influencing our pop culture as well. Anyway, this was a different one. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know if it's fits like history based. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't know if it fits with history, but it does fit with pop culture. Oh, some and people are going to like it and some people aren't. Like That's what it's going to be. We might get a little bit of uh, angry uh, mail, but I'm, I'm sure next week we will be uh, – We'll be doing Back something historical. Some more of our historical we'll based. Historical. Yeah. But nonetheless, this was an interesting to look into. I think that's not talked about that often. So, uh, so you know, I figured we're like, hey. Global like perspective. Super- yeah, I like superheroes. You like superheroes. Let's look at what else is out there in this world. So this is a, a fairly short episode, but I hopefully it gets some of you guys to get interested enough to go out there and start Googling some of these things and maybe trying to uh, watch yeah. some of these. Let us know if you find any like, um, different ones out there. That's right. That's right. But for everyone else that tuned in, thank you so much. Always a pleasure. And uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in every week. If you need to find us, you can find us at www.historyteacherstalkingpodcast.com. Do not be afraid to click that subscribe button or leave us a review. And until next time, guys, enjoy. Stay safe, everybody. I hope everyone enjoyed our podcast, and if you would like to email us, you can do so at historyteacherspodcast at gmail.com. 
I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Burn the Boats from Evergreen Podcasts. I interview political leaders and influencers, folks like award-winning journalist Soledad O'Brien and conservative columnist Bill Kristol about the choices they confront when failure is not an option. I won't agree with everyone I talk to, but I respect anyone who believes in something enough to risk everything for it, because history belongs to those willing to burn the boats. Episodes are out every other week wherever you get your podcasts.